At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. Starting the week off right on a Monday as we get set to crown a national champion in college hoops later on tonight. I'm Stormy Bonantoni with you live from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Got a great hour on tap. We will cover just about every angle you can imagine with regards to the national championship game. We'll also talk to John Fanta, who has been working for the Field of 68. He's down there in New Orleans right now, been covering the Final Four the whole way through. Get his opinion on different angles that that he thinks are bettable in this game. Also, DraftKings betting analyst Julian Edlow is going to break down his best bets for the action. And talk a little bit of NBA. The association's taking the night off, but who's worth fading and following here this final week of the regular season? Um, our guys at the South Point who make the numbers, we'll check in with them like we do every Monday as well. Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo, see where the money is going. Uh, I'll try to sneak in some NHL plays for you guys as well. But like we always do here on the program, let's jump into our top five stories, news and notes that you need to know. And we actually will start with that national championship with regards to some of the numbers. Kansas did open a four-point favorite. We saw it move around, but bop in between that four, four and a half. Things have mostly settled back at the four. The total line also opened at 153 dropped quickly to 52 now down to 151 and a half looks like 56% of the handle and 62% of bets at least on DraftKings are going with the favorite in Rock Chalk Jayhawk um, from a money standpoint more of a split though than I expected with regards to the money line and the spread for the money line, 54% of the handle on Kansas at minus 190, but 52% of bets actually backing the Tar Heels, taking that plus 160 value. More unified thinking, though, with regards to the total, 74% of the handle, 74% of bets on the over 152. Just one injury of note, Armando Baycott, as we know, hurt his right ankle at the end of the game with Duke the other day. The x-rays did come back negative, and he told reporters that uh, you'd have to cut his leg off for him not to play in the national championship, so he's going to go, but the the question is how effective will their typical double-double machine ultimately be in the game tonight? On the women's side, South Carolina won the national title last night, 64-49, easily covering as a four-and-a-half-point favorite against the UConn Huskies. Virginia Ariema and his squad it was the school's first loss in the national championship game after going undefeated the previous 11 appearances. The Gamecocks, though, we know were the favorite to win the title all year long, and they delivered, as did Aaliyah Boston, who added to her national Player of the Year honors by being named the most outstanding player as well. But let's go to the NBA where Ben Simmons, apparently his chances of being available for the play-in tournament are looking about as close to zero as you can get. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski saying yesterday, quote, the idea that Ben Simmons could be ready in nine days when the play-in starts is not realistic. Brooklyn's going to have to get into the playoffs before there can be any real conversation about Simmons ramping up to return. Head coach Steve Nash also said he would be shocked if Simmons played. 
Everyone just wanted to be careful, though, with the back injury, given that we saw Ben Simmons not play all year long with the 76ers before getting traded. The Nets have dropped three of their last four games and are currently in the 10th spot in the East, even still second-best odds to win the conference at plus 320 and third-best odds to win it all this year at 6-1. to one. We've got opening day this Thursday, and we also have the Masters, where five-time Masters champion Tiger Woods maintains that his participation at Augusta will remain a game-time decision for now, but all signs have seemed to be pointing him to play. Woods hasn't competed in a regular PGA Tour event since tying for 38th at the 2020 Masters. He's obviously been dealing with significant injuries from that car accident over the last year and a half. And while it's hard to imagine him competing for a six-green jacket, there are a variety of ways to bet on or against Tiger at the event. You can bet him to make or miss the cut at minus 115, minus 145 for a top 30 finish, plus 150, top 20, 45 to 1 odds to win the whole thing. Uh, as you can see, bet way down from where most books originally had it at 100 to 1. Everybody betting Tiger if he's going to play. John Rom, though, your favorite to win it at 9 to 1. Number five here as we wrap, uh, wrap up our top five, the Draft Network's J.C. Cornell reporting Rob Gronkowski is 50-50 on coming back for the 2022 season, but if he does return, it would only be to play for the Bucks. Gronkowski, currently a free agent, spent the last two years with his buddy Tom Brady in the Bucks and with TB12 returning from retirement for another season. The two reuniting does feel likely. His agent, Drew Rosenhaus, though, did put out there that Gronk's truly undecided on whether or not he'll go another year. Showed no signs of slowing down, though, in 2021 with 66.8 yards per game average being his best since 2017. Third best odds at plus 350 to catch Brady's first touchdown pass of this coming season. Now, like I said, we are going to cover all the potential angles that we can here for the College Hoops National Championship tonight. So I uh, want to give you my opinion, at least, where some of my bets are placed, some intriguing propositions, potentially, if you want to get a couple different ways to bet the game, not just a side or a total. But with regards to the side, UNC, in my opinion, has been been pretty undervalued throughout the course of the tournament uh being that eight seed underdogs three times now and winning straight up in all of them I so I do think that the four and a half number is maybe a little bit too high I got five for the very brief time that it was there so took the heels plus five but shop around if you like the underdog because that hook could certainly come into play get the best number you can and same thing if you're back in Kansas here make sure you're getting the four and not the four and a half two things that give me pause about UNC is, of course, the letdown aspect. Was their national championship already played emotionally against Duke? And then, number two, the health of Armando Baycott, which I mentioned off the top. Hopefully, he's got the rest and the treatment he needs, but he is the emotional leader of this team. He's a guy that does the dirty work. I, I told you he's a double-double machine. He has been critical in the paint for this team, and you're going to need him against a guy in David McCormick down low tonight. Uh, but I do, I love UNC's confidence, the way they have played the tournament on both sides of the ball. And while Kansas, in my mind, has the edge to be more likely to win the game, the points just feel like too many. And if you really dive into their numbers lately, they're virtual mirror images of each other throughout the tournament statistically. Just diving into some of these over the last five games, Carolina averaging 1.237 points per possession, Kansas 1.201 points per possession, identical 0.854 points per possession allowed, nearly equal and effective field goal percentage, offensive turnover rate, offensive rebounding percentage, two-point percentage offensively and defensively at the three-point line, and tempo across the board. Very, very similar numbers throughout. Um, but when you look at their team totals here as well um Kansas's number sitting there at 78 and Carolina's at 74 
I like Carolina's a little bit more here because it is at the lower number, and the Heels have gone over 73 in five of their last six games. These are two high-tempo, high-flying offenses, which makes me like the overs in both the first half and the full game, which I know it's gross because the numbers are so high. Um, we got the the Duke-UNC push at over 71, despite it being such a slow, a slow start that it was. Still did get there. Um, but I think this one is going to be even more high-flying. I think that both teams will get off to a hotter start. They're used to the building. They're used to the play now. Um, I know a lot of people like betting the race to however many points as well. I didn't place any bets on this. It's fun at the sports book to see how the crowd erupts when a team gets the first to 10, first to 15. My head definitely tells me Kansas will do it again like they did the last game. I, I, I know UNC's not... UNC is more prepared and more built for success with their rotation and with the guys that they have out there on the court to have a faster start. But I, I do like Kansas here again. Um, Duke had the first to 10, but not the first to 15. I mean, sorry, North Carolina had the first to 10, but not the first to 15 against Duke. Kansas had both. I lean with Kansas, but I don't want to lay what minus minus 145 for a first to 15 bet doesn't really seem worth it to me. I like to go with the plus money propositions more so on that. With regards to some of the players. There was a special I liked here with Caleb Love, um, five to one for him to score 25 or more points. I think that's worth a little bit of a look. He had 28 against Duke, 30 against UCLA. He's having his best performances in the best games, averages 16 points per game on the year. But in the tournament, aside from that clunker against Baylor, averaging 23.8 points per game, the other four in the tournament, he and RJ Davis have really just been given the green light from their head coach to put up the basketball, uh, took 20 shots against UCLA, 17 against St. Pete's, and 24 against Duke. So if he continues to stay hot, I think that 5-1 to one's great value. His points prop is also over 17.5 at minus 105, which I think is a good bet. Um, that was the only real player prop from the UNC side that I liked. But I did make a, a team-based prop, UNC over 7.5 threes. And I also like for any player in the game to have 25 or more points. So like I said, Caleb Love, one of those guys. Um, but with regards to four players in the final four went over 20 those two games, three of which are in this game now. Caleb Love, David McCormick, and then you had uh, Ochai Agbaji, who also had 21. So I think that there's a lot of potential for at least one of those high-powered guys to put up a big day. For any player to score 25 or more, plus 225 value. And then with regards to UNC's three-pointers over seven and a half, um, UNC's been on a three-point heater, offensively generating 10 or more threes in four of their five tournament games here. The only game they didn't get to double digits was against St. Pete's. And it's because they didn't really need to. Um, I, I mentioned David McCormick and his points numbers. His points prop set at 10 and a half. It's juiced a little bit to the minus 125. But I like him to go over that number. And I kind of like him as well in the most outstanding player statistic area because I, I have a lot invested, obviously, in UNC. So you got to have something on the Kansas side. And I know he got off to a slow start in the tournament which is why his odds are so much lower than an Agbaji, as you see on your screen, or a Remy Martin. He had just 24 combined points his first three rounds, but in the last two games, averaging 20 and six and a half rebounds, been just a force in the paint, 16 of 19 from the field. And if Leaky Black is limiting Agbaji, I think that McCormick could have success against Baycott, maybe get him in foul trouble, maybe test him in that ankle a little bit early. 
So I think that there's a lot of potential options here. Like I mentioned off the top, opening day and the Masters both getting underway the same day, this first week of April, absolutely jam-packed with betting intel from our experts. You can only get at vcin.com slash spring. So we're going to have a breakdown of every golfer in the field, futures bets and matchups from the Long Shots crew, Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans. So if you sign up today, you get full access to vcin through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft. Again, it's just $19 at vcin.com slash spring more angles ahead covering the college basketball championship fade or follow some of the big public sides and we'll head to the south point you're listening to my guys of the desert with stormy bonantoni on vsin the sports betting network Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast to March Madness every day. Choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, Croissant Combos, and Hot or Cold Coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked, sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it all home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's, and we will get back to that national championship talk in just a moment. But as promised, I told you we'd get some NHL action sprinkled in here a little bit time for fade or follow some of the larger publicly backed bets of the day do I agree or disagree starting with the Coyotes at Blues everybody back in St. Louis on the puck line tonight 95% of the handle and I hate to be on the bandwagon especially with a puck line bet but I do agree here I know Arizona's won two of their last three games but it's also two of their last seven uh, all but one of those losses by the way or by two or more goals and St. Louis is coming off a really good win against Calgary I think they should build on it against a bad Arizona team. The over is actually my favorite bet in that game, though. Speaking of which, an over that is very publicly bet as well. Bruins and the Blue Jackets going head-to-head. 81% of the handle, 82% of bets. And Eileen follow again here. I'm not a fan of the six and a half versus a six, but I do lean with going over again. Boston's on a four-game over streak, which included a 5-2 win over this Columbus team on Saturday. They're also averaging four goals, four per game over their last 10, taking on a leaky Blue Jackets defense. The, the Blue Jackets, by the way, also three straight overs and six and two to the over their last eight. Last one here, everybody on the Flames money line in the rematch against the Los Angeles Kings today, a big game in the Pacific. This one was an, a no bet for me, though, especially at that price you see the minus 170 I don't think the market's given the Kings enough credit necessarily for how well they have been playing especially with their injury issues obviously a lot of people think this game's going to get the Flames back on track they've lost three straight for the first time since January and the revenge spot as I mentioned after the the shootout loss last week I get all of the reason for backing Calgary I really do I'm just not going to put my money on it personally. I think there's better things to bet in the National Hockey League tonight. But like I said, let's get back to National Championship talk as we bring in my guys at the South Point, the men who set the numbers, Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. Where did you guys open up the number here for this uh, Kansas-UNC game, and what movement have we seen? First of all, young lady, I apologize. It is Allergy season here in Las Vegas. You can tell in my voice so if I'm sneezing or coughing, 
What can I tell you? I think what you sound beautiful. You sound you'll beautiful. Still be singing in the, uh, you'll still be you'll be still singing in the lounge. Uh, kid, two two kid, shows on Saturday. Just for openers, I mean, we opened it to four, went up to four and a half, back to four, bouncing around. Uh, we have no real jeopardy unless the game falls on four, but we still got a few more hours. Uh, you know, quickly, my friend, this might be the, the best tournament we've ever had uh, as, as far as I was uh, associated with uh, going way back when, when you had uh, maybe one or two real, real bad games like the St. Peter's games. But overall, obviously, the dogs showed up, which really put us on front street. So uh, from our side of the perspective, and I'm sure Chris would agree with us, even, uh, you know, we got rid of all the uh, the liability with uh, uh, with North Carolina. We actually make a few dollars no matter who wins the game tonight at Future Betting. But I can tell you this, general public Joe got his behind in this whole tournament from day one to the last game tonight. With regards to tonight, are you seeing the, the bets a little bit more split than like you said? Yeah, Stormy, I think what we've seen, you know, uh, to Jimmy's point, they're taking four and a half when it's at four and a half, taking uh, North Carolina plus the four and a half, and they're laying four uh, with Kansas. Uh, also, again, still offering the 105 VIG here mm -hmm. at the South Point on side, so you're only laying 105 uh, if you're taking or laying the point spread. And uh, also tightened up the money line to uh, uh, now 95.75, so not uh, – uh, not beyond uh, 20 cents there. So, uh, but overall, uh, pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, Jimmy mentioned that uh, on the future book too. There was some liability with Carolina. Chris uh, Andrews, director here, made some adjustments uh, over the last few days to take us off that. But also, folks, <coughs> taking uh, taking advantage and participating in uh, in the prop bets and some of the prop bets uh, that uh, uh, that are getting the most play here. Total combined three point field goals made in the game over or under 15 and a half opened. Uh, with the under uh, as a minus 120 favorite. Now uh, the over is uh, just about that, 115 to the over there. And, of course, uh, Jimmy, one of the more popular bets that we've seen, prop bets, <laughs> not just for this game, but for every NCAA tournament. The first team to score 15 <laughs> points. Wow. Make your pick. Uh, team to score first, first team to 15, minus 130. But uh, there's some uh, interest in plus 110 with North Carolina. Yeah, there sure is. You know, another thing, uh, Storm, we'll catch up real quick. And this is the first time, again, we still got like three hours going. A lot can happen between now and then. But like I think there's about eight bets out there on the money line. Like big, you know, mm -hmm. we've there's a thirty thousand yep. dollar bet on the plus, there's an eighty thousand dollar bet on the favorite. We've had like a split there. So uh, I guess what some people are trying to First of all, mm -hmm. you can be maneuvering to some degree if you're in a good position. Uh, you can put yourself in a spot where obviously you had, you know, you had taken four and, half or four and a half or five earlier, and now you maybe want to put yourself like in a small type of a middle there. So this, this game's pretty unique. We're seeing a mm -hmm. lot of everything. Once again, when there's a lot of everything, it's good for our side. Yeah, no doubt. That first to 10, first to 15 is so fun at the sports book. Everybody just loses their mind so early in the game. Um, for, for you guys, is it rough that this game is being played on a Monday. I feel like we've had so much foot traffic and so much fun at the books for these weekend games. And then they throw the national championship on a Monday night. You know, Tommy, we've seen this uh, for years now. So I think people have adjusted to it. Uh, I think, you know, it's fine. I mean, I personally, you know, if it, it is six o'clock, I think it's a little difficult for some folks on the, uh, on the East coast, maybe, but it doesn't impact us here. Uh, it's been a good response. We've got a, a, a very high, high occupancy rate here at yes. the hotel. We've got several events going on. I think people are still here in town. Uh, particularly, you know, there was uh, quite a few uh, folks uh, down where you are, uh, where Jimmy and I were earlier. Uh, Bet Bash took place mm -hmm. uh, at Circa this uh, this weekend as well. So I think people have adjusted to the fact, <clears throat> and they've come to 
uh, really uh, understand and accept the fact that pro football champ- uh, college football championships mm-hmm. and, and the college basketball championships are on Monday night, Jimmy. And what we're starting to see also is like each year it's a little more like, uh, okay, if you're from Arizona or California, you're leaving on Sunday, you get your ticket on a Sunday now. Yeah. You know, as soon as okay. you can, then you take it with you. Then uh, about a month, win, lose, or draw, you'll, you'll receive your money back in the mail. So, uh, yes, we would be a little bit different. But, you know, this is what it is, so we accept it and do yeah. what we have to do. No doubt. Uh, I think that tonight's game, though, is going to be a really good competitive one, uh, and I hope that it's fun all around for everybody. Let's talk a little bit of MLB, though, because opening day is coming up on Thursday. Have you guys seen any movement in in the win totals market for a couple of teams on your guys' end yet? Stormy, the, uh, the regular season wins are out, and uh, you know one of the uh, benefits of having a championship game with a lot of props is people also take advantage of betting on uh, on their futures. And knowing baseball is going to start this mm-hmm. week, the same day as the Masters, by the way. It's going to mm-hmm. be a great betting weekend. <laughs> yep. I mean, in the entire week. You just you have tonight the NCAA Men's Championship game. Uh, last night, the, uh, the women's game drew quite a bit of action. Then we've got baseball and the Masters starting uh, this Thursday. But uh, the teams that have gotten the most interest so far, regular season wins, the Baltimore Orioles, mm-hmm. 63 and a half. Low total, right? Not low enough. 61 and a half right now. The Kansas City Royals from 75 up to 76 and a half. The Marlins from uh, just a, about a, a full game move, 74 and a half to 75 and a half. The Brewers, a lot of support for the Brewers, 89 to 90 and a half, almost 91. And the Mets, uh, mainly because of the Jacob DeGrom injury, Jimmy, that uh, we've seen them mm-hmm. come down to 86, uh, I'm sorry, 88 <clears throat> from 90. And I'll tell you what, Stormy, tell all your friends out there, just for like a, a a fun type of bet. Who's gonna Who's gonna uh, cause more creation on the weekends? Is it the Masters versus baseball? Well, baseball might as well quit you know, on, <laughs> on the weekend here when the Masters are playing. It's like a It's like a mini Super Bowl. Not a lot of big tickets, but plenty of tickets. Believe me. Hey, yeah. how much liability and, you know, do you guys have on Tiger? Thing, you know what? Not a lot of liability. Really? You know what? <laughs> It's not like years ago, and I know Jimmy's still, still Jimmy, we're still paying off some tickets from. Uh, I, I don't like Tiger. I never did. <laughs> you know, Stormy. The thing about Tiger Woods is that he's really good from our side of the counter and from your side of the counter. Because if you want a sentimental bet on Tiger, fine, you get a sentimental bet on Tiger. Um, but there's some liability, but not nearly the liability that we saw, th- you know, 25 <laughs> years ago. Um, but what's better for the betters also is as long as people are betting them, then you're getting better prices on other golfers as well. Yeah, so let me tell you something. I know because you're a little too young, but way back when, there were times in a tournament where, you know, like he was down to even money. Yeah. I mean, from like, you know, there's 65 other guys in the, in the field. He's, you know, it's even money if you want it, Tiger Woods. And they didn't stop betting it. Stormy, he opened at 100 to one. Uh, he's down to 60 to one. Again, there's a lot of tickets on Tiger. They're not big tickets, right. but there's an accumulation of tickets. And again, when he won it a few years back, too, it was the same thing. But you still, you know what? It, 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 it's high odd, but you know what? At some point, too, you, you kind of. I know Jimmy. Jimmy still has bad memories. I do too. <laughs> but you know, at this point, you know what? He's good. He's in the field. He's good for business on both sides of the counter. So we'll uh, we'll just keep offering him. Well, I tell you this: there's a lot of people going to have that. that Take it posted on their bedroom wall with glue. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Even if it's not a big bet, everybody still wants at least a little action on Tiger if he plays. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it as always.
Bye, Stormy. That's Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo, my guys at the South Point. When we come back, it's not me, it's you. Which team am I done with, at least for today and tomorrow? I'll let you know. We'll also be joined by John Fanta, college hoops play-by-play man who's down there in NOLA. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. And do you ever have a, a relationship or a you know a person or a team where things are going great? You're so happy as a clam, everything's wonderful, and then all of a sudden you're absolutely blindsided. Well, that is me with regards to the Tampa Bay Lightning over the weekend because not only were they my final leg in one parlay, but two, and they lost to the lowly Montreal Canadiens despite having a 3-1 lead in the second period. And not only did they lose in a shootout, but listen to this. Nobody could get one past Brian Elliott, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, and Steven Stamkos. All couldn't score on this guy one and one. Give me a break. Anyways, full disclosure, this isn't a full breakup. It's more like a temporary separation here. I'm sure later this week I'll be ready for them to hurt me again. But tonight I am fading them against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I like Toronto as a plus 120 dog here. They've won four straight games, all of which by two or more goals and against some good competition. Beat Florida 5-2, Boston 6-4, the Jets 7-3. Toronto and Tampa did split their previous two regular season meetings this year and are very equal in a lot of ways. So I think I'd rather just take the plus money value on on a team that hasn't hurt me and that I'm very bitter against at this current time. On to better, more positive things. Very excited now to welcome in Julian Edlow, content specialist and betting analyst at DraftKings, host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast, at Julian Edlow on Twitter. How are you doing, my friend? What's going on? I'm doing pretty well. I mean, it's the last night of college basketball season, so that is a little sad. Um, But otherwise, I'm looking forward to what should be a great game, right? Yes, I was going to say a little sad, but you've got to still be pretty fat and happy after the Kansas play. You were so confident uh, that they were going to beat Villanova, uh, that they were going to get the job done and cover the spread. They did it. So feeling good from that standpoint. Yeah, it has not been one of my better tournaments, Um, but I was right about my biggest play of the tournament on Kansas. Um, Thank you for reminding me. Yes, of course. I'm I'm, I'm trying to go out on top here. Exactly. I got your back. Do you have a play (laughs) here in this national championship game, though, that you're maybe as or near as passionate about as you were here last week? (laughs) I wish I could say yes, (laughs) um, but the answer is definitely no. Uh, Kansas over Villanova was my my favorite spot of the entire um, tournament. So I, I'm not going to be going in on anything quite like that. I do have some plays that I wrote up uh, over on the DraftKings playbook. Um, one being the over on that 151 and a half. Um, it, like it's, so the total is almost identical to that Duke UNC total. Um, and I don't see how this is much different of, of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas is a team that likes to get up and down. Villanova held them to like the slowest pace game they've played in five years, and they still scored 81 points. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas likes to run up and down. They're averaging 77 a game in, in the tournament. 
Um, and that's with like a game in the mid 60s against Providence. And UNC is averaging about 82 a game in the tournament. Both of these teams have skilled players, skilled shooters. They like to get up and down. So I think this is going to be a lot like the Duke game. And uh, the over is is probably my favorite play in this one. No, I had a very similar thought process. I bet the over 151 and a half and the over 71 and a half for the first half because I looked at that Duke-UNC game um, over the weekend. And even with them having the slow start that they had, still were able to get a push on the 71. So I think if they just come yeah. out a little bit sharper, that they can get that job done in the first half. But pace, tempo, these teams are going to be flying. I would love this to get into a track meet but because you do like the over and you like a lot of points to be scored did you have any interest on either of the individual team totals i know kansas was set at 78 and unc at 74 yeah i haven't bet any team totals just because i'm i'm on the game total mm-hmm. uh, as a whole and i think both teams are going to do their part to to get there so i'm not really going to try and and guess honestly in hindsight i wish i had also bet the kansas team total on saturday um, because it just kind of made sense with my, with my handicap, but, um, I was already pretty big on Kansas. So I just, I just left it there. Um, but I do think there are some player props that can, that can tie into the total. Um, if we want to go there, one yeah. being one being the, the prop that I cashed on, on Saturday night, Brady Manick over two and a half threes. Uh, the juice is starting to get away. I will be honest. Last I looked on DK Sportsbook, it was minus minus one fifty. I think, um, but Brady Manick has knocked down at least three three-pointers in every game of this tournament. Um, he is now shooting, let me see, 19 for 40 from downtown in the tournament. If you want to go back to his last six games and include that game against Duke to end the regular season, 24 of 50 from downtown in his last six games. So is he going to stay that hot? I don't know. But he didn't hit one in the first half on Saturday night and got there with three of them in the second half. He shoots enough of them. We should have the pace in this game to get him there. Um, and as like an inside out big, he seems to be a mismatch for everyone. So he's been knocking him down all season and he has not been hotter than he is right now. Um, and if anything, this Baycott injury, uh, we'll see how how good he's looking, but it could mean more for Brady Manicky. I would love your thought process on this game as a whole with regards to Armando Baycott. How much do you think his presence, and if he's not at his 100% effectiveness level, given that ankle injury, which we don't know the extent of, the x-rays did come back negative, but, and, you know, he said he's going to cut his leg off before he would miss this game. So we know that he's playing, but the effectiveness is always the question here. How much do you think that's going to affect win or lose for North Carolina in this one, specifically his presence? Oh, it's huge. Um, If he's not right, then North Carolina is not going to be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, like when they beat Duke that last game of the regular season, they played their starting five. Hubert Davis played his starting five the entire second half, and that's how they got that game. So you want to look at Saturday night. They tried to do the exact same thing. Baycott had to come out briefly because he rolled the ankle and they didn't have a choice, and then they brought him back. So Carolina, almost like Villanova to a degree, is a team that needs their starting five on the floor. Uh, Villanova only plays that six-man rotation. Carolina plays a few more guys, but they only want to play five guys. So obviously, he like he's going to be out there. He's going to do whatever it takes to be out there. But if he's not right, um, and this is something to maybe watch for earlier, if he doesn't look good, I'll consider getting in live on Kansas because I think it'll be a lot like the Villanova game. They absolutely need Baycott, mm-hmm. UNC, that is, if they want to contend and have a chance in this game. So if he's not able to play at 100%, 
uh, that is going to mean a lot. Because Baycott, you know, Villanova doesn't have size. Baycott is a decent matchup for McCormick, who we saw dominate that matchup for Kansas on Saturday night. But if Baycott's knocked out of the game or he can't handle him or he looks slow and McCormick can get the edge in that matchup, huge advantage, Kansas. That's kind of, it's a good follow-up here because I talked earlier on the show about how I liked McCormick as a potential dark horse to win the most outstanding player because his odds are a lot better because he had a slow start to the tournament. These last two games, he's been outstanding, 16 of 19 from the field, a dominant presence inside. And if Baycott's not Baycott, maybe that could open the door for some McCormick props. His points props set there just at about 10 and a half, 15 to one odds for MOP. I think it could be a decent bet, even if it's just a little. Yeah, it's not bad, right? Because Agbaji is kind of like hogging the odds there mm-hmm. at the top as a huge favorite. Um, so, yeah, the the only risk there, I guess, is that you have to take this bet before the game, obviously, right. <laughs> before we get a look at Baycott. Um, so, yeah, but it, I mean, it's a good risk at, at 15 to 1. You're saying that he won't be right. He's probably not going to be right. He rolled his ankle pretty bad on Saturday night. You know it's swelling up to a grapefruit yesterday, and then what's it going to be tonight? So I'm going to guess Baycott is not going to be himself, but I'm going to allow myself to kind of look at it for a second before getting invested. But Kansas is the side in this game, no doubt, if you're betting that side. Well, so, and that's kind of where I was headed, where you said that your live bet approach, depending on Baycott, would make you want to back Kansas. Do you have anything pre-flop with regards to a side or, or a first half taking Kansas minus two and a half, taking the lower number? Any thought process there? Yeah, so I do have a small play on Kansas first half. um, And obviously I may add to them for the game in game. um, Or maybe we get some news before the game that, that, you know, pushes me over the edge. But thought process is pretty simple. Kansas has been rolling. Um, They got a comfortable win the other night. They played the early game. Then they could sit back and watch that late game. And by sitting back, they watched UNC have to use all their energy in one of the most emotive, you know, that's the biggest win in Duke Carolina history. Obviously it's a final four win to end coach K's career. Um, You can't get a more emotional high victory than that. Um, So between that spot and UNC's best player getting a little dinged up, I just, it it all points to a better start for Kansas in this game. They should be more prepared. Uh, They should have less on their minds. They should have fresher legs. Well, yeah, and the the I said that off the top of the show as well with regards to North Carolina. I just I did bet them plus the five tonight. I got the best possible number I could okay. get for the underdog. But you think about the fact that oh wait, did they already play their national championship over the weekend? Because that's such a big game. There was so much motivation and pressure in a positive way for them to go out and beat Coach K and to to beat. Duke once again after doing it to close out the regular season. So a lot of different angles. We will talk a little bit more national championship on the other side of the break, but Julian is going to stick with us. We've got some NBA discussion ahead as well. Don't go anywhere. This is my guys in the desert on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sin, the Sports Betting Network. 
Zen nicotine pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free, they're sprit-free, and made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zin's also available in 10 varieties and two strengths. Three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six for even more enjoyment. It's simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zin anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zin. Visit Zin.com, that's Z-Y-N.com to learn more and find Zin nicotine pouches near you. They're only for adults 21 and up who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We're wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert, live from downtown Las Vegas. Stormy Bon and Tony with you. And we're going to wrap up my final plays of the evening today as well, starting with the national championship. I am riding with the North Carolina Tar Heels, plus the five. Even if this is an emotional letdown spot, I don't think that it'll be by a wide margin. The Tar Heels have been incredible on both ends of the floor since March 1st. They've got the confidence, especially after Saturday, they can play with and beat anyone. And I think they make this a competitive game. I also think it's gonna be high flying. Both teams play with great tempo, great pace. I'm riding with the over 71 and a half, first half points, 151 and a half over on the game. And I also really like this prop. Any player to hit 25 plus points, it's plus 225, a great plus money prop. I'd be more surprised than not if we didn't see at least one guy go off. There is also NHL action tonight. And here are two of my favorite bets in the hockey league. Blues Coyotes over six. Arizona, I know that they're not a very high scoring team in general, but they have been lately had an uptick averaging 3.5 goals per game their last 14. They're also allowing 3.57. St. Louis, meanwhile, four straight games scoring at least four goals on their own, hit three straight overs, seven and one to the over their last eight. Give me another high scoring affair. And last one here, I like, I like Boston in regulation to beat the Columbus Blue Jackets at minus 140. CBJ's lost six straight. They're giving up way too many goals third worst in the league in goals allowed and in terms of teams with something to play for Boston does if the season ended right now they would be in a wild card spot they do not want to be um, and I also lean over as you saw on the graphic there as well I haven't pulled the trigger but I more than likely will as I mentioned in fade or follow time to welcome back in Julian Edlow thanks for hanging out with us buddy DraftKings betting analyst and content specialist and just in case anybody missed the last block maybe since I gave my picks you can just recap some me your favorite plays for the national championship tonight this is great i've made enough appearance appearances <laughs> where i now get my own pick segment yes. um we are going we're sharing the opinion here my, my favorite play is the over 151 in the game um track meet very similar to the duke unc game a lot more possessions for kansas i expect the points um tied right in with it is the brady manic over two and a half three pointers obviously that correlates well with the over but he has done it in all five tournament games, cashing the over. Um, and then, you know, I, I've bet a little bit on Kansas first half in this game. I think that they're going to come out, uh, you know, a little bit stronger than UNC. I do lean to them in this game, but I haven't gotten there yet. One last thought on the national championship before we turn our attention to the NBA. Another bet they have available um, at a few books is the largest lead prop. And I saw it at 13 and a half over or under just immediate feeling on it. I'll start with a funny story about this prop okay. because last year, a buddy and I watched the national title game. I had a future ticket on Gonzaga, hedged it with some Baylor. I, I did fine, but I was expecting that to be such a good, close grinder of a game. And me and my buddy were just like, oh, love this bet on largest lead under, I think it was 14 and a half points. 
Baylor got up 15 points less than 10 minutes into that game. <laughs> um, and we, lo- we lost a bet before what would have been the end of the first quarter of that game. So be careful with these is the moral of the story. I think it's got to be under. I think this should be a really close game. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if Kansas was fresher out of the start, maybe built a lead. I don't know. But I learned my lesson last year. I'm, I'm staying away. I agree with you. It feels I, I feel like it should be a close game. It should stay under, right. I think. Yep. See, that was where my gut reaction was too. But then we have seen some of those where a team just gets up really early. They narrow the gap later on, but early on can be a little bit tricky with some of these. But okay, let's turn our attention now to the NBA. And while for the national championship, the association takes the day off. Um, But I'm still curious with just one week, less than a week now, to go in the regular season. Some teams that stand out to you that better should be fading or following moving forward. Yeah, so uh, to start in the West, because I think the West is the easiest, it's like it's essentially the Suns versus the field at this point. The Suns are plus 115 to come out of the West on DraftKings Sportsbook. And I don't know where else I would want to put my money. Um, it's such a short number. Like, I, I don't know if you can feel comfortable laying uh, or just playing plus 115 on a team to come out of the West. But I don't see who beats the Suns. You look at the standings there. The Grizzlies are great. They're phenomenal. I don't think they're going to break through and go to the finals in their first year of success like this. The Warriors are somewhat back, but they've come undone lately. And how is Curry going to look coming back from injury in the playoffs? Will Clay Thompson be himself? Draymond Green has had, you know, a bad year by his standards. Mavericks, Jazz, Nuggets, I can't get there. I can't get there on a play-in team. So, like, process of elimination, I just don't know who beats the Suns. So, I go there in the West, and then the East is the complete opposite story, right? We have all these dominant teams like the West used to be, and we have no idea who is coming out. Um, the Celtics here in Boston, my Celtics were on a great run, and then they lose Rob Williams, which is mm-hmm. is kind of devastating. Then they get the news, maybe he could be back for a second round. That would be very helpful. Um, looking at the board currently, like you, and you see the Nets finally starting to kind of drop off in the in the odds they're at plus 320 to win the conference on dk sportsbook there's kind of a value because the nets have been at the top all year and you can bet these other teams and now that's starting to go away a little bit the bucks now favored um in the east there are i would say four teams that i say have a legitimate chance it would be the bucks the celtics the heat and the nets oh i was gonna say it don't say the nets anybody but the nets I'm going to leave the Sixers out of the conversation. I think the Nets could get there wow. if healthy, if things break right for them. But, I, like, I, I've I've used some free play up. This is how unconfident I am in the East this year. I've used some free play up on the Heat and the Celtics this year. So, uh, and the Celtics could be a homer play. So, those are the two teams that I lean towards. But the East is wide open. It's going to, we'll know a lot more once we see that bracket. Like, mm-hmm. that'll be helpful as well. We need to see what that looks like because the East is so competitive. Whoever's path is the easiest have, has a large advantage. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the Nets just so frustrating to me and with all the question marks still with regards to Ben Simmons, Kyrie, not necessarily used to having to play every single night. It's been a little bit yep. weird to watch him so far. Uh, a team that we didn't mention, though, in the West, the, the Lakers, who are, of course, the, the talk of the <laughs> town. Uh, four games left and no wiggle room with that. Do you think they managed to sneak into the play-in? To the play in, that's a good question. Um, probably, I, I, I think that they're going to find a way. Um, and on tomorrow's card, we have Denver in a huge game as a pretty big favorite over San Antonio. And San Antonio is the team that the Lakers are mostly competing with, kind of for that play in. I think they might find a way. 
Um, and if they do, it's probably going to be ugly. Uh, I don't know. What's more embarrassing, getting smoked in the play-in or not making mm. the play-in? Either way, this season has been an epic failure, as sad as it is to say, for a guy in LeBron who's fighting for a, a scoring title as old as he is yeah. and his team still can't seem to get it done. Uh, there are a couple good games, though, on the slate for tomorrow. I think maybe most notably on paper, the, the Bucks-Bulls game should be really interesting. The Grizzlies and Jazz. What's hard at this point is we don't necessarily know who's in or out of lineups as of yet, but what game really stood out to you most with tomorrow's lineup? Yeah, so to start with some advice, I wouldn't bet any of these games before like tomorrow's late afternoon injury reports come out unless you have a huge, you know, lean on guys that will be ruled out. Um, so if you can get ahead of the number and kind of bet something in anticipation of guys resting or being ruled out, then go for it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Bulls, uh, that Bulls game is the biggest game in the East against the Bucks. The Bucks still battling for the two seed probably. With the with the Celtics, both teams would would probably like to land there potentially, um, and the Bulls still battling for for potential home court advantage in that first round, um, and Giannis just got ruled like as we're speaking probable for that game, um, and you, we just mentioned the Lakers, LeBron James questionable for Tuesday. We'll see mm -hmm. if he returns, uh, but yeah, I, I I would lean to the Bucks um, just as the better team. If both teams are going to take that seriously, the Bulls and Bucks. Even being on the road, laying four points with the Bucks, I don't mind that spot. Real quickly before we let you go, has it surprised you at all how well that Memphis has played throughout that stretch that they've been missing John Morant? It's like they can't lose. Um, I guess no, because they were already like eleven and two without him. But on the whole of the season, how good Memphis is without John Morant? Yes, it's absolutely shocking. I've no, it's just the collection of role players that knows how to win, and yet somehow we still don't take them seriously in the Western Conference. They have certainly been an absolute blast to watch. Thank you so much, Julian. Appreciate you coming on for Double Duty for this today. Anytime, anytime for Double Duty. I'll, I'll help you guys out. You're the man. That's Julian Edlow. Follow him on Twitter because he does post the links to his articles on DK Nation and his picks all the time, at uh, Julian Edlow. Good luck tonight with the national championship. Going to be a great game between North Carolina and Kansas. Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up. Keep it locked, as always, on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.